What is going on you guys and welcome back to another video. If you are new to the channel here, my name is Brandon. As always, we do have our investing academy as that first link down in the description below. And in today's video, I wanted to do a bit of a deeper dive on my stance as to what's happening here in the stock market. If you caught that last video that I did, I actually asked you guys for feedback saying, how are you guys feeling as consumers? What are you feeling in our economy? And thank you to everybody that shared your amazing thoughts. And what I came to realize was that I am not alone when I go to the grocery store, or when I'm filling out my gas and I'm noticing things getting more and more expensive and more and more tough. Well, in today's video, I wanted to get into a little more of the investing metrics, some of the things that I look for, which makes me act the way that I do in this current stock market crash. And as well, I'm going to be sharing with you which stocks I've been buying, or at least the types of stocks that I'm looking at. I did actually wait to film this video. I wanted to see what the Fed came out and said and what the Bank of Canada said this morning. In case you missed it, the Bank of Canada decided to hold rates steady, no change, which was more or less as expected. However, they are still looking to very likely raise rates coming in March. So just a couple months from now, down south, very similar story, no change to the rates. They did, however, paint a rather bearish picture going forward. In particular, there was a lot of talk about inflation and inflation numbers still remaining quite high. They did get asked actually a fair amount of questions regarding when the rates do tick up, if they do tick up, likely, whether it'd be a, a quarter percentage point, a half percentage point, and they didn't give more or less a direct answer, but it is absolutely on the table that there will very likely be some rate hikes and maybe some bigger ones going forward. I don't know if you guys were watching the markets during the actual trading day, or if you've just been watching the markets at all the past week, there has been a ton of intraday volatility. And even after hours, we've seen some crazy, crazy swings with certain stocks, a lot of shakiness, let's call it. And I want to start this video off today by actually talking about an article, which is a very bearish stance on the stock market right now. This is an article done by Jeremy Grantham. What I'll do is actually include this link down below this video. If you would like to go read more, check it out. This is a very high profile name, one of the big, big faces in the investment world. What he is coming out is saying he has a very, very bearish stance up to something along the lines of a 40% correction that he sees, basically saying that our stock market, our real estate, uh, cryptocurrency, basically everything is in bubble territory. Actually, the term that he uses is a super bubble. So just a super big bubble. And the ideology is that as with anything in life, stock market, absolutely, we do have this reversion to the mean. There's this average, there's a mean, there's a long-term average that we try to hit, and we are just so far above that, that it is inevitable, whether it's now, whether it's later, we are going to see this reversion to the mean. And in his case, he's painting, I believe, about a 40% decline that he could see happening in the market. Hey everybody, it's Brandon here. I'd like to interrupt today's episode very briefly to remind you that if you're looking for more training in the Canadian stock market, don't hesitate to check out our investing academy. You can join our private membership group and get access to our top stock picks, trade calls, portfolio insights, and a variety of tools that are helping our members all across the country better their own investing journeys. All it takes is one great stock idea or tip, and that alone can cover years and years of your subscription to our membership group. If you're looking for some additional video training to broaden your knowledge and expand your understanding of the stock market in Canada, we do of course offer a fully video online training program where you can learn from the comfort of your home amongst a variety of students across the country. Both of these products can be found at www.theinvestingacademy.ca where you can sign up for them online or schedule a call with us to learn more. Now back to our scheduled episode. 
and I wanted to take a deeper look into this. And I just went back and looked at just some more historical, I guess, metrics. And here we're looking at just the old classic, old faithful price to earning metrics. So PE, basically sitting at historical means or medians at about 16 times. So the stock market typically, and this is the S&P by the way, sorry. So the US stock market typically trades at about 16 times a company's earnings or just aggregate earnings. There's no question that where we stand today, we have gotten ahead of ourselves. And I don't think this is even you know on the table. Everybody knows this. We've said this for time and time again, that we've been trading in a overvalued or a heightened uh, market for quite some time. We have seen that come down, but I did look back just to see the price to earnings ratios in other key time periods in the past. And it's very, very clear to me that whether it's the financial crisis, whether it's the tech bubble, usually what follows that is a year, a couple years, a sustained period of pretty poor returns when you're going out and buying assets at these uh, juiced up valuations. Now, clearly, if we look at what's happening today, we are year to date down, this is the S&P, I believe it's actually a little bit closer down to 10%. So we are very much on that bubble of correction territory. The NASDAQ is off to one of the worst, if not the worst starts of a year, at least over this 15 uh, term time frame, 15 sessions rather. As we know, we've been seeing a lot of volatility. VIX has been spiking. Earnings season has been mixed. We've had bad reports from companies like Netflix. Microsoft, I just looked at, had an outstanding report. One of the things that I really piece into my stance on this stock market and how I approach whether we are in a deep, deep crash in store or whether this is just a buy the dip opportunity. One of the metrics that I very much like to look at is margin debt. And they track this stuff. They track how much margin is out there, who's borrowing, who's leveraging up to go in and juice out their performance on their funds. What's hilarious is that investors, at least looking back historically, and this wouldn't really change going forward because this boils down to our emotions, but investors often do the exact opposite in regards to margin with what they should be doing. Meaning that when it comes to these times where the markets are powering on, we're at peak risk, we see these margin rates or the amount of margin being taken on absolutely get juiced up. And the reverse is also true when the stock market crashes and we're getting better prices. This is when people offload their debt. They offload the margin, they get just scared. I don't know why people think like that, but this is the stats. And on the screen, what you're looking at, this is one from Yoderni uh, Research. I actually just posted a day ago or two days ago, so very, very recent. And whether we look back at the tech bubble, whether we look back at the financial crisis, which are obviously two of the major ones, I'm not even going to look at the COVID pandemic here, that tiny little uh, sliver of purple. Purple, by the way, representing here a bear market. So a statistical drop in the market of, I believe they categorize it here of 20, 40%. Nevertheless, a sustained crash. Very, very clear, in my opinion, the correlation between these high levels of margin, investors being riskier at the worst possible times. That lines up very, very perfectly with a you know, sustained uh, downwards movement or downwards period in the market. Again, looking back at the tech bubble, this was a multiple, multiple year correction down about two years or so financial crisis not as long but just as devastating and just as uh, impactful and harmful in the stock market and world well where we stand today guys i mean i take a look at this chart obviously we don't have any you know bear markets or recessions that we can track at this point because we will have to see looking back but it does get me thinking, you know, it really gets me thinking that we absolutely are seeing cause for concern in terms of the behavior of investors. Again, this may very well just be a little, you know, drop and we may tick back up, we may bounce back up and the markets may power on. 
Obviously 2022 here is a very substantial drop as we just started and people are offloading their debt. But it's these kind of things that get me thinking when I'm kind of weighing a bullish case and a bearish case, kind of deciding where I stand, there are some very fair arguments to saying that, hey, this stock market could get a lot worse. And again, if you watch that last video that I talked about a week or so ago, when we talked about us as consumers feeling this, I mean, I am feeling a little bit sluggish. Our economy is feeling a, a little bit sluggish, at least in my opinion. Again, based on what the Fed talked about today, the inflation numbers don't seem to be coming down at any point. So very likely that we are going to see rates tick up. Just to kind of backtrack a second and talk about, you know, how we got into this position, which again, maybe a lot of you guys are already well familiar with. But if, if you're not, um, how did stocks get to this elevated price and why are we in a period where stock multiples are so high and a lot of people would actually argue that they are justified well there are multiple factors that in my opinion have made this stock market almost like the perfect storm for it to be an environment where we can have higher multiples on our stocks and people are just willing to pay more obviously we know that we've been dealing with record low interest rates and even with the rate increases we are still at all-time lows in the big scheme of things record amounts of money printing, record amount of stimulus that have been pumped in. I think that there is absolutely a notion out there, especially among the retail investors and the new investors, which there are a lot of people that have joined the investing game over the past couple of years, thanks to platforms like Robinhood and platforms like Wealthsimple. The fact of the matter is there are more investors out there, more retail investors. I truly do believe that there is this notion that stocks only go up and there's the memes about it for a reason. People just think you can buy the dip over and over again because that's how the case has been over the past couple of years, maybe even going back further. Again, we've been in a very optimal environment, but I think most importantly, why stocks have done as well as they have is because at the end of the day, there aren't that many better alternatives. There aren't really any other alternatives that make sense for people as to what to do with their money. Very unlikely that people are satisfied by putting money into a high interest savings account. Very unsatisfied, a lot of people are with bonds. They don't wanna put that there. I don't know if this is a good analogy, but I kind of thought about it. And yeah, it's probably not the most useful analogy, but it's like, if you're going to the grocery store and you're deciding, okay, what are we gonna you know, eat for dinner? And you're at the meat section, and even if the ground beef or whatever you want is very, very expensive, 20 bucks per pound, $15 per pound, if the pork and the chicken is all looking yucky and the expiry dates are sued or they're sold out, you don't really have any other option. You're still gonna buy the ground beef, make some chili, unless you wanna get tofu or, or Beyond Burger or something like that. But you're probably just gonna go with that because that is the best option that we have available. This is why, and again, you guys may know this if you've been following the channel or in the space for a while, but this is why we've traded at multiples that we have and a lot of people say they are actually justified. Like people are saying, yeah, PEs are high, but that's not really a problem. We're in an environment where that makes sense. Well, of course, things are now shifting. The landscape is absolutely now shifting and we're getting closer and closer to this point. Investors are getting a little more antsy about it because now we are gonna have interest rates ticking up. Again, very, very likely. We know that we're gonna be getting less support and less handholding from the central banks or the Fed or the Bank of Canada, whatever the case is the catalysts that have been there for us for the past few years are absolutely going away. And if we do believe in this reversion to the mean, which is something, again, I wholeheartedly believe in, whether it's the stock market or whether it's any aspect of life, baseball, like how well you bat, or if you're, you know, your three-point shooting percentage, there's an average for a reason. There's a long-term average. We will eventually revert to the mean. I firmly do believe that. 
My question is, is that, is this the time that it's going to happen or is that going to happen later? Because although I do absolutely respect the opinions of a Jeremy Grantham, of an Elon Musk who talk about how 2022 is going to be rough and we may enter into a recession, famous people say that every single time. Like anytime you're in the spotlight, you're going to have somebody who's on the slightest dip or on the slightest correction calling for the worst. They're going to say that the worst is here. The sky is falling. Every time somebody says something like that, I take it with a grain of salt. Although I do very much believe in what they're saying, it's very, very likely that the markets could just bounce back up and go higher. That's something that we need to understand as investors. And when I look at the stock market in and of itself, like we have started to see a pullback. I'm sure you guys have all felt that, but in relation to the strong performance that we've seen, this is just a five-year return of the S&P 500. We are still up over the past five years, 92%, and that is even including the drop. I still firmly believe that we are absolutely ahead of ourselves. One of the ways that I very much actually like to look at this, this tends to be just something that resonates better with me, looking at it on a calendar year. Just FYI, by the way, as investors, if you haven't heard the statistic, I think it's very fair to assume that two thirds of the time, maybe 60, 66% of the time, we should expect the markets to look up, uh, to go up and to increase and to grow. At least if historical data has told us anything about one third of the time, 33% or less, every, one out of every three years, the market does retrace. And when I look at the numbers that have been pumped out over the past, really since the financial crisis, literally since you know 2008, we have had stellar and stellar returns. And to me, it doesn't take much to just use your eyeballs and look at a chart like this and notice the lack of red, the lack of stuff on the bottom half of this chart and just say, yeah, you know, we are very likely due for a correction. So it is very possible that this is happening now. It's just whether the, the big crash is happening now. And that's something that we obviously will not know. I really do buy into the concept that the bigger they are, the harder they fall in all aspects of life again but especially in the stock market. And when you factor in how devastating the financial crisis was and how tough that was on our financial system and investors, it crippled so many investors to the point where people will never invest again because of how, how bad that hit them. I'm not surprised that we came out of that very, very strong and it ended up being the longest bull market in history. Well, even if the stock market doesn't have a big you know, correction or crash now, if it does just bounce back off and this is a buy the dip opportunity, sooner or later, we are going to have that big, big crash. And in my opinion, it's just like, why don't we just get it over with now? Why don't we just do it now? Again, these are all opportunities for us as investors, something I don't think we should be worried about unless we're just on the brink of a retirement. That said, your portfolio should be structured very differently if that is the case. I think that it's quite clear the landscape is changing and things are pointing towards 2022 being one of those rough years, one of those years where the market does retrace back. Maybe it doesn't finish the year negative, Maybe it does have a, a positive year, but definitely not expecting what we saw in the previous year, especially after watching the Fed announcement today and just seeing how the market reacted to that alone. Nevertheless, what I want to talk to you guys about to finish off this video is, well, how do we handle this as investors? How am I going to handle this? Should we be buying the dip? Should we be waiting for a deeper bottom? I will give you the answer that I would give you every single video we are going to be buying and buying and buying as the stock market drops lower and lower and lower. Cop out answer, I know. But as long as we are investors that are leaning towards quality companies, we will buy down on the way regardless. We will pick up cheaper and cheaper shares and that's how we win as long-term investors. And believe it or not, the areas of the market that I am personally liking right now do happen to be 
the fang stocks, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, uh, Netflix, Google, I would absolutely throw Microsoft in this category as well. And of the bunch, Netflix has always been the company, on my opinion, that is the outlier. Netflix aside, I've never been a huge fan of Netflix valuations when grouping up this big stock. But other than that, despite the massive success of these companies, I'm actually very much liking them at this level. I actually just went out and added Google to my portfolio. So yes, the market is down. Yes, shares are down 10%. Well, I will still be buying and Google was the company of my choosing. I already own Google, but just adding to it, I actually think you're getting a very fair value. And this is another chart done by Yudeni Research, which basically shows the S&P 500 excluding fangs. And this valuation is looking at uh, the forward PE, so forward price to earnings ratio. What we notice is that if we exclude fang from the S&P, it's not even a huge difference. About 1.4 is the difference here, uh, basically comparing that with the with the S&P 500. It's funny when people think that these big companies, because of the high share prices that they trade at, the high dollar value, they must be overpriced, they must be bad value, they must be expensive. When I took a look at to Google guys, like they're trading at the lowest PE that they've seen in five years. They're trading at a price to earnings multiple of 25, which again, for such a high quality company and such a big income producer or earnings producer, that is a price that I'm very, very willing to pay. Again, very much in line with the S&P. People think that these stocks are just so overvalued. That's actually not the case. A couple other stocks that I know our students have been buying a lot and liking are Microsoft's. Amazon is another very fair pick given the cash that this company is producing. And it's strange that some of the largest companies in the world, at least in my opinion, are not grossly overvalued. And to me, it's like, well, what does that say about the rest of the index? Kind of confusing thought to think about. I mean, Tesla on this list is probably one that I would say I still don't think is uh, trading at an amazing valuation. Again, uh, you can feel free to agree or disagree. Some other areas that I've been liking, just if you're looking for some ideas, Healthcare, I think, is still another area to look at. Pfizer is a stock that has done well, but again, I think it's a very fair consideration. Pfizer has been one of our top performers in our portfolio challenge series. The Canadian banks here, like here in Canada, we talked about in another video how Canada actually does look to be a more attractive. Again, things may have changed since this sell-off, but TD Bank today trading at a PE of 13, even with the good performance, very fair price to pay, 3.52% dividend. BMO, another good one, trading at a PE of 12. I think the takeaway for this video, guys, is that I wish I had an answer for you in terms of what is going to play out over the next few weeks or the next month as an investor. But if you guys have been following this channel long enough, you guys know that that's not what you should expect of me. And that's what not what I think any investor out there should predict. I think it's foolish to think that you will know what will happen in the stock market over a short period of time like that. What we can do as investors, however, is be able to kind of piece together what's happening. Take a look at the macro environment. Take a look at what's happening in these various markets or what's happening with the Fed and start piecing things together to at least take somewhat of a stance. And again, I don't think anybody should really be trying to time the market per se, still buy, still add, because what's to say that the market does, although a lot of bearish things may be ahead, What's to say the market doesn't do something crazy and just bounce back up? We've seen it before. We've seen it with COVID. We've seen it where it doesn't make sense and the market just does that. We don't want to be an investor that's sitting on our cash on the sidelines waiting like a fool. We buy when we see value. We buy when we see opportunities. Hopefully, I was able to share with you a couple of the stocks, at least on my immediate radar. There's a lot of other ones, but those are just a few of them. And as investors, one thing to just remind ourselves, especially if we are new, is that regardless of what's happening in our world, 
if we are buying good quality companies like the ones that we talked about today or a Lockheed Martin or whatever the case is for you, Enbridge, Brookfield Asset Management, if you see these companies succeeding well over the next 10, 15, 20 years, it can be a core long-term hold in your portfolio. Whether the stock market continues to drop, whether this is the bottom of the drop, whether we drop another 30%, we should just be net buyers and just accumulate on the way down. These are honestly some of the most exciting times for us as long-term investors. It's one of the major benefits of being a long-term investor is that as the shares get lower and lower, we just end up buying more and more and more. But I think that will really wrap it up for my thoughts on the market. Again, it's really tough to say, and I wish I had a perfect answer for you, but that's just the reality of it. We don't always have the answers. We don't always have the answers, but um, we can kind of handle what we do, go out and find value where you can, and continuously add to your portfolio as the stock market drops lower and lower and lower. But if you guys enjoyed my video today, my deeper thoughts on the stock market, please do give this video a big thumbs up. I would really appreciate that, and it helps the channel out so much. If you are not already subscribed to the channel, and this is your first time here, we post videos like this every single week, every single week, multiple videos a week, so subscribe. And of course, if you are looking for courses and training, if you're curious about the sources that I use in terms of keeping up with this stuff, this would be more of our mastery course or more advanced course type deal. If you're a complete beginner who's like scared to invest, you you're you need a little push to jump into the market. We absolutely work with beginners, people who have never invested before. We can literally walk you through hand in hand, join the community, join the discussion. That is our investing academy as that first link down in the description below. But as always, I thank you guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you in the next video.